My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers. This is our Friday mini episode, which is a shorter version of our longer episodes. Uh, today, we are going to kind of recap some things that we've talked about uh, in some past episodes and give some updates because some crazy things have happened in the past few weeks that we want to circle back on uh, that relate to old episodes. A short note, we are having a sale on our web store and we uh, have dropped. I know, right? And we've dropped some new merch. Go to webcrawlerspod.com or hothorse.horse if you're nasty. <laughs> if you're only if you're nasty. What is it? It's 15% off, I think. Yeah, 15% off everything. And there's no code. It's just automatic. Wow. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, first things first. We did that uh, parapsychology episode um, about how you can get a degree in college or graduate school, basically in like ghosts and like ghost studies and like studies of the super supernatural and exorcisms and psychic activity. We talked about how the government had a program uh, and uh, a movie was made on it, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, where they were trying mm-hmm. to um, see if people could like kill other people with their mind, like mind control and like psychic stuff. Anyways, I explained that super badly. But um, one of our friends <laughs> uh, of the podcast who is going to re- remain anonymous messaged us and was like, my mom 
did um, psychic testing at UCLA when she was 14 to like see if she was psychic. So he left us a voice note. Melissa, I sent it to the group text. It might be a little far out. Yeah, I'll play it. So I was listening to the parapsychology episode and I remember my mom telling me that she used to do these tests at UCLA when she was really little. And I guess when she was young, she would sleepwalk to her mom's room and stand by the door like a real creep and just say things like, Your uncle lost his job today or (laughs) your dad says hi, who was dead or like your grandmother sewed you a blue dress, like real weirdo stuff, (laughs) just like not comfortable with your kids saying that at night by your room. So my grandma didn't know what to do and she took her to this test facility. I guess they would, she's probably like, my mom was like 10 or 12 at the time. And they would put her in one room and say, someone next door is going to think of an image and you just draw whatever comes to mind. And so the guy next door would draw something and then my mom would draw something. And she got them all right, except one time he drew a bunny and she drew a carrot or something like that. That's so fucking And I guess that was just the end of the facility because they didn't like do anything else with her from there. (laughs) She's like, okay, good job. (laughs) Go home. And... uh, she was saying that she that stuff kind of kept happening to her and then as she got older it was really draining her energy and uh she said like as soon as life responsibilities started picking up like you just your attention isn't the same but i did feel like she was psychic growing up um i also just might have been a really bad liar um, <laughs> and this whole story is a lie <laughs> she was picking up on that but she also may have been psychic so hope that's fun for you guys I don't know. You can cut that part out. (laughs) That's fine, too. Wow. That's That's crazy. (laughs) Your uncle lost his job today. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy that she got everything right. She was like a true child psychic. And then they were like, all right, facilities closed. Our job is done. They, like he thought of bunny and she wrote carrot and they're like well experiment over yeah <laughs> why is it that like this looks worse than this why does that make my face look better than that oh you mean your hair in a bun like a messy bun on top of your head versus just like a flat ponytail i don't know it's weird you gotta have the volume isn't that weird that like that looks better than that well yeah because it makes your head look flat yeah, why? <laughs> and that's like something. gross. Why is that so gross? Why is that like, oh, fun? And then this is like, get her out of here. We're socialized to not like flat heads, I think. Tell that to Bart Simpson, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eat, my, eat my shorts. <laughs> I wonder if it's a symmetry thing. Yeah, it probably Because your is. eyes are more center. I don't See, know. I look, I've never looked better than I do right now. I agree. <laughs> you're the hot, you're hot as hell. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's so interesting. I was going to tell my story that when I was little, believe this or don't. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. I used to (laughs) see and hear ghosts all the time. And so my mom, (laughs) Maria's face, (laughs) excuse you. So my mom took me to this psychic lady who taught me how to like turn it off or like taught me how to like not not hear Boring. and like see things <laughs> yeah, anymore geez. i know right um because it was scaring me so bad like i couldn't be alone in a room and I, like i couldn't ha- ever have the lights off like i couldn't i couldn't like i never slept in my own bed like i that looks good melissa um and so she took me to this lady who like taught me how to like not like turn that stuff off and like what to say and everything like that 
Oh, weird. Do you still use it to this day? Well, no. Well, now I want to be more open. So now I'm trying to open those portals again. Huh. Interesting. It's interesting. Uh, And what would they say to you? Was it like Sixth Sense type stuff? It wasn't really like I was like getting messages like, you know, whose mom like go sew a blue dress. But it was like, like, I remember like there was one thing that was really weird to me and like really distinct where every time I was in my bathroom and I would use like the blow dryer or there was any kind of like loud noise or something or like if like the bath was running, I would always feel the presence of like a little girl. But it was only in my bathroom and only when there was like a loud noise or like something else was this little girl. In Me in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where you're going, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you're such an asshole. Um, <laughs> you're a loser. Um, but anyways, yeah. So it doesn't happen so much anymore. I like I can't do it anymore, which is a bummer. But sometimes when I do the Reiki or like in my tarot readings, it's come up a little bit, which has been kind of cool. It's only happened Whoa. twice. It's only happened twice though. Anyways, back on track. If you believe that or not, maybe I'm just lying too. Um, Melissa, what happened with these Dyatlov hikers? Well, apparently eight. It was either eight or nine hikers went missing who were going to the Dyatlov Pass. Weird to go visit the site, and they went missing in Russia, and it was like a whole big news story. But then apparently they were found the next day. <laughs> what a boring so roller like, coaster! No. What were where were they? Yeah. What were they doing? I think the weather was just really bad, so they had to like it took them longer than. A day to get back. Also, to reiterate on that, didn't they figure out what killed the Diatlov hikers? They said it was officially an avalanche. They said it was like a rare, weird avalanche. Wait, but weren't there some like weird, weren't there like, weren't they... Their clothes were off. Weren't there like eyes out of their sockets or something like that? You remember? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of weird shit. Through animals. Like animals eating their bodies. I mean, okay. it's, I don't, it's still weird. No, it's so, none of it makes sense. An avalanche, sure, it could have made them run out of their tents quickly, but like why they took off their clothes. Well, allegedly uh, it's and, solved. Let's see. This is from what, what is this website? Futurity.org. Mystery solved. What killed uh-oh. the nine hikers? This is from January 29th, 2021. New research mm-hmm. offers a plausible explanation for the Dyatlov Pass incident. This is the mystery that Gom was confronted with. Gom is the journalist, I guess. After the call from the New York Times reporter, I began writing equations and figures on my blackboard, um, trying to understand what might have happened in purely mechanical terms. When the reporter rang back, I told her it was likely that an avalanche had taken the group by surprise as they lay sleeping in the tent. This theory, which is the most plausible, was also put forward by the Russian public prosecutor's office after the investigation was reopened in 2019 at the request of the victim's relatives. But the lack of evidence and the existence of odd elements has failed to convince a large portion of Russian society. Yeah, bro, I'm not convinced that this isn't this is a clickbait. Yeah, it's called a a slab avalanche. A slab avalanche? A snow slab. A slab slab avalanche. Slab avalanche. This it, it totally doesn't explain like the radiation, their eyes being out of their sockets, like their jaws being broken, them all being like in weird different plate. Like all the wasn't there like a weird note left? Like this makes no sense. A weird note. 
Yeah, was did- it the one that said snowmans exist? <laughs> snowmen do exist. <laughs> what? I wasn't that a note? I swear to God, do y'all love past I note? I don't. There was Mr. a snowman. A wasn't there a journal? No, there were tons of journals and photos left over. But apparently they were sleeping and they all like scattered running out and there was no visibility and they just ran in different directions. And then I swear to God, there was a note left. Didn't we talk about that? I love that. Like we did this episode and I don't even remember anything. Well, that it happened. was so long ago. We did. it. You, that was like our second episode. You said it, it, the note was um, snowmen do exist. Yeah, exactly. I think you said was the note. Oh, yeah. I think that was a conspiracy. But you know what? Like it probably <laughs> yeah. happened. So. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy into it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's I don't know. Anyways, uh, we'll get to Elisa Lamb last. Last week, we did the Crystal Rogers uh, episode. Yes. And then all this shit just went down. So, Melissa, what happened there? Well, back in August 2020, which was uh, not that long ago. So the FBI sent like I think you said the FBI sent 150 agents to Bardstown. And then, so what happened with that was that the FBI served nine search warrants. Three were served at Brooks Hoke's home and his brother Nick. And it was likely there were multiple warrants per location for things like cars or sheds or barns. Weird. And the agents were seen taking boxes, filing cabinets. There were six firearms and even keys from Brooks' home. And there were police dogs everywhere. And... Uh, they also searched the family farm where she was, where Crystal was last seen. And they oh. spent about t- 10 hours at Brooks's home. And as soon as they left, apparently Brooks mowed his lawn and began fixing his door because they like kicked in the door. That's sick. Uh, so most of the agents outside Nick's home, the brother, the former cop, they were um, FBI agents. And then at Brooks' home, they were IRS agents. Well, that's where like this money, this money stuff comes into play. It's weird. There's something else going on here. This isn't just like a weird disappearance slash murder stuff. This is like a Fargo season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know. And then a bunch of people saw heavy equipment headed toward the farm, the family farm. Maybe it was just Maria's butt. (laughs) Dang, wide load. (laughs) Damn, wide load coming through to search that ass. There were, there were, so people think that there were, um, the pond and the creek were being searched again. They do need to do that. But they don't know. I know. I mean, there were human remains, like you said, but I don't know if they said there was no word on whether they determined the identity of the remains found in July, or I'm not sure if they weren't Crystal. I know they ruled, they ruled out Crystal, but I don't know if they said who it was. But they somehow ruled out Crystal. But I don't, I don't know beyond that. Yeah, and they're still. I think they're still trying to figure out who those remains are. But yeah, I think it wasn't Crystal. But then Brooks has a new girlfriend, also named Crystal. That's so creepy, dude. And she was arrested for stealing signs because people are putting up signs all over Bardstown that were like, "Brooks is guilty." Like, find Crystal's killer. And apparently, she was going around like taking them down. And she got arrested. What is this? The movie Three Billboards. This is so weird. Yeah, it's three billboards in Fargo. (laughs) And then Crystal's mom can't see her grandson. She can't see any of her. She can't see. She has Crystal had four other kids, but she can't see the grandson from Brooks because there was like a custody update. And apparently like the somehow. That's so sad. Sherry's like so involved and in love with the kids. Brooks is such a bad dude. 
Then we got an email, and this is the craziest thing of all time. So we had alleged in our episode that there's probably something about the Mexican cartel and the police being mixed up in each other. But then we got an email about another group in Bardstown, which is even more insane. Melissa, what was this email? This is from Diane. And she sent us, she's like, I I know you mentioned the Mexican cartel, but there was also a group called the Cornbread Mafia. (laughs) Which sounds delicious. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently the corn i know delicious mm-hmm. they just have like bakes yeah parties. bake sales <laughs> but so they were a group of farmers based in kentucky that grew weed in cornfields in the 1980s okay that's cool so the cornbread mafia was first used by federal prosecutors in a june 1989 press conference where they revealed that 70 men had been arrested for organizing a marijuana traffic ring that stretched across 30 farms in 10 states into the Midwest. Hmm. And in the late 1980s, Johnny Boone, who was like the leader of the group, and more than 70 other members were arrested for running the largest domestic drug ring at the time. Whoa. They were accused of smuggling uh, drugs inside cattle. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And they helped grow the marijuana trade in the Midwest. Whoa. Like, so if you guys are, any of you guys stole weed from your dads, that's probably where this weed came from. Cornbread mafia. Yeah. And so when the feds broke them up, not a single man snitched on each other. Well, wow. Nice. Bro code. Rose yeah. before hose. <laughs> but then their leader, Johnny Boone, was on the run for eight years and until he got caught by the U.S. Marshals in Canada in 2016. Oh, shit. But then, because they're no longer a mafia anymore because their wikipedia page says a series of unsolved murders in bartstown kentucky have been incorrectly attributed to the cornbread mafia well i don't like people were like oh it's the cornbread mafia but the corn mafia doesn't exist anymore well that's probably what they want you to think that's what they want you to think if i was in the cornbread mafia i'd want everyone to think that you know it wasn't a thing so that i could keep doing my cool. sick name though yeah that is a i've been name. in the cornbread mafia before anytime i yeah. e- eat chili anytime i eat ch- chili <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if this is our worst episode <laughs> <laughs> you know it might be it might be our worst it really episode might be. <laughs> it really might be 45 Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So this Elisa Lamb documentary came out. Uh, it's like five yeah. episodes, like a five-parter or something on uh, the mystery of Elisa Lamb. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's okay. Some people don't love it. Yeah, it's okay. It's a little stretched I haven't out. Watched it? Should I watch it, or is it just? Yeah, it's no worth new watching. I mean, well, there is some new information, or at least information that yeah. we didn't research when we were doing yeah. it. Hmm. So one thing that I didn't realize, or I don't even maybe we did, but I don't remember, is that she went to a show taping alone in Los Angeles when she was here. And yeah, I what didn't read that anywhere. Well, they it was a talk show yeah we don't know so people think it was maybe ellen or conan yeah and i guess she wrote the host a letter and uh gave it to who like one of the well she was removed for disturbing behavior she was like in the audience and she was like writing the host a letter and was like i need to give this to the host and like security took her out because she was like acting insane yeah so that's the first thing that was kind of weird that was like disclosed that like made me think like Oh, she for sure was having some sort yeah. of like episode. I thought after watching the documentary, I was like, okay, excuse me. Like Elisa Lamb was having, she was bipolar. She was having some sort of manic episode. She was probably off her meds or needed them readjusted. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up killing herself in the water tower, probably unintentionally um, was yeah. what I thought after yeah. watching this. Um there was also this, so I guess she shared a hotel room with other girls because it was a hostel type situation. Right. Prior to having her own hotel room. And she put up all these weird post-it notes all over the room being like, don't come in or like, I hate you. And then when the other girls would like leave the room and try to get back in, Elisa would like lock the door and not let them back in and stuff and be like, what's the password? And like weird stuff, which (laughs) I think is tight, but... (laughs) <laughs> they're like they're like enter yeah. abracadabra yeah i think that's a cool prank but uh yeah apparently she did prank. that and then what what is this thing about the the tank well initially the report said when the worker found the body the top of the tank was closed there was like a lot of confusion about if it was closed if it was open because if it was closed then that means someone had to close it because if she was in the tank, she couldn't reach up and close it herself, bring her arm around to close it. And so the in, fi- in the final episode, they interviewed or they interviewed the worker who found her. Yeah. In the final episode. Who is like were, emotionally like, scarred from it. Like he's like yeah. almost in I tears every time. Like you could tell it's a traumatic event for him as it would be for anyone finding a dead body in a water tank. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was like, I found the tank. It was open. So it was like, oh, she could have gone in there herself. Yeah. Yeah. And also they showed the fire escape on the side of the building because you know how they said when she went out of that escape at the emergency exit door, an alarm would have gone off and it didn't. There's also a window she could have climbed out of that went to a fire escape that went up to the roof that she could have easily climbed up. Yeah, because we kept being oh. like, oh, it must have been someone in the inside who made sure that the alarm uh-huh. didn't go off, this and that. But there was another way for her to get to the roof. So 
that takes that part yeah. um, out of it. Uh, and then also, I guess the the medications in her system were much lower than what was prescribed, it says. So she could have been not mm-hmm. taking her meds or not taking the appropriate dosage, uh, which could lead to side effects. Um, so, yeah, after watching that, um, I mean, I really want to go with the Ryan Gosling theory, but I think I that she was just having some sort of manic episode and it led, unfortunately, to her death. It's really horrible. Yeah, like I think she jumped in there. And then another thing with the water tank is that the water level fluctuates. Oh, really? And so she could have got in there and then the water level could have like all of a sudden gone down. And she tried to take her clothes off because she was sinking to like try to jump up and get out. What? And then she just died of hypothermia because she probably got in. The water level was probably like enough to where she could get back out and touch the ceiling. Oh, I get what you're saying. Probably went down and she couldn't touch the top so she was just kind of stuck oh i get what you're saying and she died of like hypothermia because it was so cold yeah so it's like february yeah so i would love to know like for people who watch the documentary like what they what their thoughts were and what um they think might have happened to elisa um really really crazy case but um apparently really resonated with a lot of people oh also something that we didn't get go over in ours is there was that guy who people implicated oh my um, god yeah as murdering her which is like really horrible he had nothing to do with it i can't remember his name um he was a metal band singer and he like posted a video he was at the cecil hotel and then he had a music video out where he was like chasing a girl through the woods and killed her or something. Yeah. So people were just like, he did it. But he's just like some poor like metal dude who um, they like harassed wrong place, him? wrong time. Yeah. He com- he tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, oh after God. being like cyber bullied by people, which like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting distinction, like the dichotomy between like the people who went after him and then, um, the don't fuck with cats people who actually like right. made progress on that case. And I think like eventually solved the case. Yeah. Because they were like, they showed a lot of these like YouTube videos of people who like went there and were like, like, Hey guys, I'm at the Cecil Hotel. This is where Elisa Lamb died. Yeah. And they're like, is there internet sleuths? And it's like, well, it was kind of it was like felt kind of gross it was like well yeah like when we said ryan gosling did it like we said allegedly we said allegedly and we didn't go out and you know allegedly persecute him no don't attack ryan gosling yeah so anyways uh would love to know what you guys think and everything like that um about all this stuff whether it's the diatlov pass uh if you think it was an avalanche i'm still thinking no <laughs> I think not. I think not. How you think Elisa Lamb might have passed. And also uh, this cornbread mafia. Like, was it the cornbread mafia? Was it the Mexican cartel? Like, will Brooks ever end up in jail? Um, I feel like this is a soap opera. And I'm like, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Find out next week. (laughs) Melissa, where can people reach us if they want to um, contact us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. Wow, sexy. Um, all right. Well, I am Allie Cornbread Siegel. I'm Melissa IRS Stetton. Yes, Queen. And I'm Maria Aval- uh, um, 
Oh, um, also, Melissa, you're playing Quiplash tonight or something? I am playing Quiplash tonight, Friday night. Um, yeah, you guys, get over there. Get your Quiplash on with Where Melissa. Where can people do that or see that or whatever? That's a good question. Thank you. I don't even know. Let's wow, I try to help a girl out and then this is... This holdthephone.tv the Sounds suspect. Is the website at... 7 p.m. Friday night. Oh, Jerry O'Connell is going to be there. That's fun. I love Jerry O'Connell. He's so funny. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that means 10 yes. p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. P- 8 p.m. Central. Or 9 and p.m. And it's benefiting Feed the People Dallas Mutual Aid. Yeah, it is. Cool. Well, Melissa seems confused about it, but she will be there. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. An Erio's original. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.